0: Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Okay, I want to like this, but if I was caught in traffic, I'd be pissed. So there's an activist group that wants to develop tactics against car dominance in all forms. This activist group is on a mission to put the brakes on driverless cars, claiming the vehicles are unsafe. But the vehicle companies say it's a group's actions uh, happening that are unsafe. So the group called Safe Street Rebel has been disabling driverless vehicles by putting orange traffic cones on their hoods. This apparently disrupts the sensors and immediately disables the vehicle. so they Which means they have to call a human technician that must then respond to reset the vehicle. Hundreds of AVs and autonomous vehicles run by Waymo and Cruise are currently on the roads in San Francisco, Phoenix, and Austin. And we've talked about that. The companies have logged millions of miles with tens of thousands of safe, successful Rides okay. Uh, are they all safe and successful? Not really positive about that. They claim that uh, these cars have hit and killed a dog. You know, do we we care about that? Of course we do. Stop it. And uh, so the Safe Street Rebel believes this system is dangerous and discourages the use of public transit. So they're encouraging more. Coning ahead of this big hearing that's going on in California on public utilities from their California Public Utilities Commission. And so they are planning on approving this expansion of AV operations. Not with the help of the coners, I'll tell you that. That is not going to happen. The cone campaign will still be ongoing. Ah. So I kind of like it. I mean, it's kind of, you know, I kind of like the idea of disabling the uh, the vehicles the driverless cars however if a coner were in my neighborhood and uh, put a cone on the car and then that had to block traffic i would be pissed so hopefully they do it when the you know the driverless car is on the side of the road waiting for a pickup then i'm all for it no problem <laughs> we'll see what happens if it has any effect at all on the uh California Public Utilities Commission vote. I doubt it very much. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. If you're a single woman, how much would you pay to get a husband? <laughs> well, a single woman, uh, 34, Eve at Tilly, is offering $5,000 for a referral. To anyone who sets her up and, you know, gets her a husband. She posted uh, this plea on TikTok requesting her followers to play matchmaker. Now, her post on TikTok, she breaks down what kind of man she's looking for. She's there with her girlfriend. And her girlfriend tries to help her out a little bit about what she's looking for. Her requirements for her husband to be and promised that uh, she would pay them $5,000. Let's let Eve tell you uh, what she expects.
1: So I made this bet with my boss like a couple years ago, and I've now added my best friend, her husband, and a couple other friends. But I feel like I'm just going to open it up to the general public because i are good for it. So the bet slash offer is, if you introduce me to my husband and I marry him, I will give you $5,000. I don't have to stay married to him for long. I can get divorced in 20 years. It doesn't matter. But if you introduce me to a man that I walk down the aisle and get married to, I will give you
0: $5,000. Okay. Uh, Eve, thank you. Appreciate it. Sounding pretty good so far.
1: My DMs are open. Okay, my friend brings up that there's um, some contingencies to the bounty discussion. Okay, so the rules to the bounty are... Oh, boy. All right. So it needs to be payable on signature of the marriage certificate. Okay, you get it as soon as the marriage certificate is signed.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. It also
1: needs to be a the real name on the certificate. How are we going to verify that? What does that
0: even mean? Thank you. You has have its birth certificate.
1: Yeah. Oh right, right. Okay. Or his legal like. Oh right, right, okay. So he can't. He can't. I can't be married to someone by their fake name. Right. Exactly. Okay, got it. Oh my gosh. And also needs to be eligible so that means he cannot be already married this can't be his second wife the- okay so all that aside we need to talk about what we're looking for um so i'm five foot eleven so i am open to six foot and taller i'm also now also open to five foot eleven and taller but we are oh, not so open special to under five eleven that's just like no solid. No, shorties. No, no shorties i live in los angeles but i'm open to long distance as long as he's open to long distance i want kids so he has to also want kids i want more than one but anything you know, past one up for debate, I'm open regarding politics, religion, and ethnicity. The one thing that I am not open about is he needs Uh-oh. to have wit, he needs to have sass, he needs to have banter, think like British humor. And finally, it's interesting to include sports. I appear <laughs> strongly against the Star Wars computer, no AI nerds. nerdy persuasion. Right, there you go, and no nerdies against that. Um. Population. That is just to say that is probably <laughs> not my match. I'm going to allow my best friend to also add a couple oh, of things yeah, that she thinks that. I need.
0: Yeah, please.
1: Okay, so she wants a guy who likes sports, but there's tons of guys out there who like nerdy stuff and also like sports. Are you so, trying to make me more open to the nerdy persuasion? Yes, I want to broaden your horizons that, okay, also the same way, I don't like guys who just play video games. However, eSports is a thing.
0: Uh, and is a thing. Also, eSports
1: is a thing. Guys who like football can also like Mario Kart. Okay, we'll open the door to sports plus Mario okay. Kart, but no guys who just like Mario Kart, here, that's too. a hard no. Drinking it's like animals. I have a cat and a dog. Um, I'd prefer if they had a college degree, but oh, that's not yeah. a deal breaker. I've dated people with both. I'd also prefer if they had a car, but again, not a deal breaker. I'm 34, and I'd prefer them to be within the age range of 27 to 40. But I was friends that all want me that, I that too. All want me to go yeah. like 34 to 43, yeah. I'm gonna put this out there that I don't really want to date anyone over the age of 40, but I'm open. At this point, I would probably date a rock if it had good charisma, wit, and like, you know, made me win.
0: Yeah, if we had to go with like too. actors and probably actor stereotypes,
1: like my, my top two would be Chuck Bass, from Gossip Girl or Matthew McConaughey. So we're either going like British, witty, banter, skinny, doesn't work out, gotta mess in my head, or like rugged, good with his hands, Midwestern, Southern, good old boy. I don't care how much money he makes. I'd prefer if he had a large family. I do not want a mama's boy, like spare me the mama's boys, but I do want somebody who's close with his family. I prefer lanky over fat. Last but not least, he needs to have his own bed.
0: What do you mean he has to have his own bed? Weird. I don't know that I understand that point from the girlfriend. But uh, there you have it. If you can uh, if you can help Eve Tilly out uh, at 34, I'm sure that she's run the gamut in L.A. Uh, there's not enough single men in L.A. that like women who are ready to marry Eve at 34. And she's getting, I mean, at 34, you're getting a little long in the tooth. So she knows she is. So she's looking for a husband, A-S-A-P. So if you can help her out, uh, you know, it's worth five grand for you. So good luck to Eve and whoever tries to hook her up. All right. We have uh, talked about uh, the tech mogul, Brian Johnson, who has spent millions to achieve his optimal anti-aging status. And we talked about, you know, all the rituals he goes through, how many drugs he takes or vitamins that he takes and now there's a story about how he got to his eating habit he eats uh, all his daily meals before noon he measures his nighttime erections and taking more than a hundred supplements a day yeah it was a lot more than that and he get uh, blood work and tested all the time and he you know started his anti-aging decisions because he would overeat at night and his son now is in on it with him so you know maybe he'll be he's the youngest old guy that there is however now uh scientists are saying we may have an actual fountain of youth Uh, This pill may be on the horizon. That's what we want, a magic pill. The Fountain of Youth pill. It's thanks to a jellyfish-like marine creature called Hydractina Symbiolongicarpus. Who doesn't love? (laughs) Hydractina Symbiolongicarpus. Yeah, that's what I said.
1: Hydroctinia symbiolongocarpus.
0: Yes, so that regenerates its entire body from cells located in its mouth. So the Hydrocytinae are tiny tube-shaped creatures that live on the shells of rare crustaceans. And their remarkable regenerative abilities are expected to have implications for health and anti-aging treatments. These abilities were discovered after researchers sequenced pieces of rna which are related to biological process of gene aging so a study published in the journal cell reports found that basic biological processes are interconnected and understanding these processes is essential for human health and disease control so humans have the ability to regenerate in certain situations such as healing a broken bone or regrowing a damaged liver. Other creatures like salamanders and zebrafish can replace whole organs and regenerate a variety of tissues. Simple uh, bodied species like the hydrosactinia often exhibit extreme regenerative abilities. So we may be using that For the Fountain of Youth pill. So, I don't know about you, but you can go ahead and let me have some of the...
1: Hydroctinia symbiolongic
0: Pills. Man, I would love to have a few of those. Go ahead. You know what? Just go ahead and give me another bottle of those. Yes, I want those.
1: Hydroctinia symbiolongic
0: Yes. Please, I'll take some of those. I mean, we will have to come up with a new name for it. Uh, I'm not... Not so sure that
1: Hydractinia carpus.
0: is a good sales name. But, you know, if it's the fountain of youth, you can name it whatever the hell you want. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately.
1: <laughs>
0: so, even if you're not going on vacation, summer is all about a vacation state of mind. And I know whether I want to listen to my music or my podcasts or a book, uh, I just need to uh, retreat inside my own head. I, I tell you, I love creating my own soundtrack and then just playing it back and relaxing. But what makes it even better is using my Raycon wireless earbuds. There's so much going on all summer. Sometimes you just need some... Upbeat music to pump you up, or, you know, your favorite podcast. I, uh, you know, whether it's just to stay calm or some guided meditation or whatever podcast you're listening to. I know a lot of times I'm sitting there uh, doing my work and I want to listen to a sp- specific show and I hear TVs on and people are playing their phones where I hear their TikToks. Uh, then that's when I put in my Raycon wireless earbuds and I have everything all. To myself, let me tell you right now, Raycons are the best way to listen. Uh, you can use the earbud tap functions to toggle between three customizable sound profiles, the noise isolation and awareness mode. I, I, I love it. Uh, Raycons have a 32-hour battery life, including eight hours of play time, so you can listen to what you want when you want for a really long time. And that's really, I mean, hello, that's the most important part of having your Raycons uh, with the 32 hour battery life and 8 hours of playtime listening to what you want when you want for a really long time they come with the custom gel tips for the most comfortable in ear fit they start at half the price of other premium auto brands but they sound just as good and Raycons come with a 45 day happiness guarantee so hello you really can't lose Create your own soundtrack with Raycon. Do that right now. Uh, Listeners to this show, Chewing the Fat, are going to get 15% off their Raycon order at buy, B-U-Y, Raycon.com slash Jeffy. Buyraycon.com slash Jeffy to save 15% on Raycons. B-U-Y, com slash Jeffy. Well, a federal judge has handed Microsoft a pretty major victory, uh, declining to block the $69 billion takeover (laughs) of uh, the video game company Activision Blizzard. Uh, We talked a little bit about that. Regulators sought to axe the deal, saying it will hurt competition. U.S. District Judge Jacqueline Scott Corley said in a ruling that the Federal Trade Commission which enforces the antitrust laws, has not shown a likelihood it would prevail if it took the case to trial. The FTC has not raised serious questions regarding whether the proposed merger is likely to substantially lessen competition in the console library subscription services or cloud gaming markets. Huh. So Microsoft appeared to have the upper hand in the five-day San Francisco court ending, uh, court hearing that ended last month. And uh, the preceding showcase testimony by uh, Microsoft chief executive and uh, longtime Activision Blizzard CEO, who both pledged to keep Activision's blockbuster game Call of Duty available to people who play it on consoles, particularly Sony's PlayStation that compete with Microsoft's Xbox. So I know they uh, asked Corley to issue an injunction temporarily blocking Microsoft and Activision from closing the deal before the FTC's in-house judge can review it in an August trial. Uh -uh. Both companies said that's going to force us to just abandon the deal. Uh, we've been doing this for 18 months. We're gonna have to pay Activision. This is Microsoft speaking. We're gonna have to pay Activision three billion uh, breakup fee if it doesn't close by July 18th. I mean, I don't even know if that's gonna happen. Now they have to. If it doesn't, they may have to rework that deal. Actually, but uh, so the judges said, uh, yeah, go ahead. Uh, you guys get this this 69 billion dollar deal. Together, would you? The acquisition of Microsoft and Activision Blizzard. So it's coming, my friends. It is coming. Be sure to follow me on Twitter uh, at JeffyJFR. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio. I am Jeff Fisher Radio on Threads as well, although I'm not spending very much time there. You can follow me on YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. And you can always email the show anytime, Chewing the Fat. At TheBlaze.com. So I appreciate you coming along. Don't forget, you can also subscribe to Blaze TV. uh, BlazeTV.com slash Jeffy. Promo code Jeffy gets you you some money off on your year-long subscription. I think if you were to go to uh, The Blaze... uh, No blaze tv.com slash jeffy and use the promo code freedom you would get 25 dollars off i don't know if, if i get the credit for that or if uh that goes to someone else on the network but that particular promo code uh gets you more off than jeffy does at this time uh, i don't know if that's gonna hold true uh for much longer although if you're listening live today is the 12th of july 2023 So coming up Friday, July 14th, which is another reason you're going to want to subscribe to Blaze TV. Blaze Media is teaming up with the family leader to bring you the first presidential forum of the 2024 Republican primary season. I usually I don't talk a lot of politics on this show, but this is actually something, you know, worth paying attention to. Uh, It's hosted by Tucker Carlson. Uh, We're going to be live streaming this event all day Friday. Which is the fourteenth? couple days away on Blaze TV and the Blaze TV YouTube channel, uh, starting at 10 a.m. Eastern, I believe, is the start time for this. It takes place in Des Moines, Iowa. Uh, boy, in Des Moines, Iowa, this time of year is beautiful. Uh, we're going to be talking to uh, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley of the veck uh tim scott and mike pence and i really only want uh a couple of questions i want to know about ukraine and i want to know about uh climate change well and immigration too so it's you know ukraine uh climate change and uh, immigration and i just ask them about that that's all i need to know And uh, then we'll move on from there. So I saw where uh, we had the uh, All-Star Game. Major League Baseball had their All-Star Game last night. The National League defeated the American League. Uh, And uh, the night before, it was the Home home Run Derby, if I could speak. And I see where it was the lowest ratings uh, since 2018. Wow. Uh, ESPN and ESPN2's coverage of the event brought in six 0.11 0.11 million viewers, an 11% drop from last year's derby. Despite the smaller audience, it ended up being the summer's most watched event on ESPN. Duh. And it will probably remain that way until we get into uh, football season. But, uh, you know, it I was fun. I, mean, I watched a little bit of the home run derby. I did not watch the All-Star game. And, uh, you know, I, I love what baseball I have watched this year uh i like the new clock the new pitch clock i kind of like that it speeds up the game they've apparently we've lost at least 20 or 30 minutes a game uh since the institute of uh, of the pitch clock which i love i'm all for that so uh if that helps great um, i don't know that the home run derby had all the big stars in it which that probably needs to happen i mean major league baseball needs to say, hey. Uh, you're our big home run hitter. How about you show up for the Derby? Mm. How about that? And then we had the kid get dinged. <laughs> I get dinged in the head. Oh, It was hilarious. I mean, I know he missed the ball, and he's supposed to catch the ball. I get it. But he's a little kid, you know, 10, 11 years old, whatever. And, uh, you know, if if you weren't a big baseball guy and somebody said, hey, you can walk out on the field to catch the baseballs, you know, you're going out there. Uh, you're going to go out there. So if you get dinged in the head, oh, well. <laughs> I will say that'll make him gun shy from baseball for a while. I remember when my oldest son uh, started playing baseball and he stepped in the batter's box and got dinged in the head hard on a pitch. It took him a long time to be able to step back in that batter's box. I mean, he would bat, but he would be in the back of that batter's box, man, because he was still gun shy. Take a little while. It takes a little while for you to, think about stepping back into that batter's box and taking a pitch that's what separates the men from the boys i see where the SPs are on tonight and uh, you might say a ah, big deal and i know i kind of feel that same way too so it's uh, on at 8 p.m eastern tonight If you're listening live, it is the 12th of July, 2023, today. I'm sure you'll be able to see all the clips, which is probably what I'll do. But as I was looking at there, they're not having a host this year because of the writer's strike. And so I guess they're just going to have presenters. And I know Pat McAfee is going to be there. He's, I think, going to be probably kind of a host. He'll come out and just kind of have an opening monologue, which will be, you know, kind of a host. But I was looking at the presenters, and DeMar Hamlin's supposed to be there. Uh, I didn't see my man A.J. Hawk. If you watch uh, Pat McAfee, he you know one of his co-hosts is A.J. Hawk. And I thought A.J. was going to be a part of it, but he's not on the list. So he must be just tagging along with, uh, with Pat. So I was looking at the previous hosts of the espies and uh, pretty amazing samuel l jackson has done it four times and so he's the most uh samuel l jackson looks like he is the one that's hosted the espies the most the last time he did it was 2009 uh then he did a couple years in a row 01 and 02 and then he did the first one in 1999 uh, Norm Macdonald did one in 1998. He won't do it again, though. By the way, just saying. Dennis Miller did it the first couple of years. <laughs> uh, Seth Meyers did it a couple of years. Oh, 2010, 2011. Ugh. Uh, you know, Peyton did it a year in 2017, and then in 2020 they had Russell Wilson, Megan Rapinoe, Sue Bird. Boy, I bet you that was great. I I miss that, and I don't remember that at all. But I'm sure it was great. Anyway, the SPs are on if you, were, you know, find it worth your time. Jeff Foxworthy did a year. Might be worth bringing him back. Jimmy Smith did a year. Jamie Foxx. Who, by the way, we've got Jamie Foxx sightings. I mean, he was on the boat waving. He was getting in a car kind of waving. And so it's supposed to be him. He's supposed to be out moving around. Good. I'm glad. And then I see a picture of Jamie Fox and what's-her-face uh, filming the movie uh cameron diaz uh i see a picture of her with the jamie fox double on the movie set so it makes me think uh are we really seeing jamie or aren't we i don't know i don't know you you know what believe your own eyes We have great speakers joining me, including Sadie Robertson-Huff and Governor Greg Abbott of the great state of Texas, along with dozens of breakout sessions. I urge you to join us and help make a difference in the lives of these precious children. Register at prestonwood.org chosen okay yesterday we talked about the aretha franklin trial and uh the the two sides of the family were fighting against each other and uh you know one said that uh, will that was notarized from 2010 what actually counted the other side of the family said no this will that we found in the sofa and then i it said in the story it was found in a soda can then i read later that it wasn't uh, i guess it wasn't in a soda can i guess aretha spent a lot of time on this couch So, uh, she would write things and do what, you know, that was her couch. That was where she spent her time. So they found when they were searching for wills after she died, they searched the couch and inside the cushion was this notebook and the notebook, you know, had the will there and the will was different than the one in 2010. Well, okay. Now they claim that her estate, every story I read is different. It's six million. It's eight million. Some people say she was worth in the tens, in the tens of millions, like eighty million. You would think Aretha would be worth more than eight million dollars, but all right, whatever, whatever. It's still a you know substantial amount of money. So uh, apparently now it's over. A judge and jury has decided that the document found in the couch is the valid will. So it's a victory for uh, KCAF and Edward Franklin, whose lawyers argued that the 2014 papers should override the 2010 document. And the jury thought the same thing. They deliberated for less than an hour uh, after the brief trial uh, on Monday. And the verdict was, uh, yes, uh, we go with the will that was found in the sofa. (laughs) (laughs) okay so i mean the lawyers made a great argument uh for the keycaps look it doesn't matter where they found it in the kitchen or the sofa or whatever a will's a will i mean she died five years ago already and they're still fighting over this so it's just uh just amazing so the documents the scribbles and you know have different passages and they you know, were all part of the records that they secured. So anyway, the jury has decided that the version from 2014 signed by Aretha, who put a smiley face in the letter A, uh, is the legal will for her estate. So congratulations to the Franklin family, at least Kekaf and Edward, who were fighting for the 2014 papers. Those of you that were writing uh, uh, the two for the 2010 papers, get over it, okay <laughs> uh, They might not get anything now. Another story we were talking about yesterday Larry Nasser, the former USA gymnastics doctor who was convicted of sexually abusing young athletes under the guise of medical treatment. And he was assaulted in prison. And we talked about him being uh, assaulted in prison. And, you know, he was being stabbed 10 times, twice in the neck, twice in the back, six times in the chest, had the collapsed lung. I mean, he's lucky to be alive. And he's in uh, apparently unstable condition. Well, we know now that that's not the first time he was attacked. He was previously assaulted in 2018 at a federal prison in Tucson, Arizona, within hours of being placed in general population. Well, I was thinking, uh, well, hey, there should be, uh, you know, some video footage i mean all prisons have video footage unlike the manhattan jail that jeffrey epstein was in that where the cameras weren't working this is a federal correctional institution in florida i'm sure that they have cameras right oh darn man uh he was he was stabbed in a blind spot for prison surveillance cameras Wait, what? Yeah, look, we've got cameras uh in the common areas and in the corridors, but uh, hey, they're right there in the in the cell there. We don't have uh there's no there's no video coverage there. So, that's why it's listed as an unwitnessed event. <laughs> I mean, if you want to stop some of the violence in the prisons, this is just me thinking out loud and you know, what do I know? But I would say that if you wanted to stop some of the violence in prisons, you would have cameras up everywhere so that there would be footage and actual evidence of who was doing the crime. But I don't know that we actually want that. I feel like we want some of that, uh, some of that violence to happen in prison to keep the prisoners in line. Again, though, that's just me. Speaking of prison, I see where Leslie Van Houten, and, you know, a lot of people may not know who Leslie Van Houten is anymore, or was, but she was a former Charles Manson follower. She's been freed from a California prison, making her, that's the end of her 53-year sentence for her involvement in two notorious murders. According to the California Department of Corrections, she's been placed under the parole supervision following her release. So Gavin Newsom decided not to challenge the state appeals court ruling that granted Van Houten parole. Uh, She's in her 70s now. She began serving her life sentence uh, in 1969 uh, for the killings of uh, Leno Liabianca, a grocer from Los Angeles, and his wife, Rosemary. Uh, so she's in transitional housing now. Um, you know, she's one of those people, she's not going to do any harm to anyone anymore, but you know, you can make the case that, uh, she's, you know, was pretty horrible and pretty horrific to be part of the Manson crowd. So do we really want her released from prison? I mean, she was sentenced to life in jail, life in prison. And then you make the case, well, you know, she was under the, under the, the spell of charles manson with the drugs and the cult and she just did anything and it's been i don't know 50 60 years now and uh you know she's fine she's in her 70s let her go to transitional housing and go ahead and die there okay all right whatever and i mentioned this on pat today uh today is uh, wednesday and i do chewing the fat segment with pat gray unleashed on wednesday and i mentioned that uh abby grossberg settled with fox news if you don't know who abby was she was a producer former producer for tucker carlson who claimed harassment based on her gender and jewish religion she never even met tucker tucker was never at the studios that's amazing so she claimed that she was harassed and that she was coerced in deposition against Dominion. Well, Fox News said, hey, we're pleased that we've been able to resolve this matter without further litigation. Are you? I mean, I'm thinking about Sue and Fox. Abby Grossberg just settled for $12 million. She was a producer uh tucker carlson's tucker carlson tonight show and uh so now she was so horrified working on and for that show and in that building that she couldn't do it and she sued and they're going to give her 12 million dollars to settle the case wow uh just i think tucker harassed me psychically as well uh does that mean i get 12 million dollars please Okay, I see where uh, Axios has reported that some of Biden's aides avoid meeting alone with him because he's prone to yell, uh, God damn it, how the F don't you know this? Don't F.A. bullcrap me. Get the F out of here. I mean, he's just hollering at people. Now, I kind of make, I'm torn because I want to I like that, that he's busy screaming and yelling and telling people, because this is exactly what they said Trump did. Huh same thing anyway uh but really what this is is just the dementia kicking in very sad um, very very sad and uh, you know he's just letting his temper fly and nobody wants to be around him i know that uh you know there's uh oh, there's a book by chris whipple the fight for his life inside joe biden's white house uh that has uh, several meanings and i'll let you choose which one you want it to be Uh Uh, and i know that you know the bit was that uh dingleberries on the view were talking about uh how it turned him on and they liked that and then they tried to cover up saying he's just a that's just a white Privilege—he's just a white guy blowing off steam. White male privilege. Shut up. All right, it's just agonizing. It, but it's different when Trump was doing it, right? Whoopee and Joy—you uh, loved it and got all hot and bothered with Joe, but not with Donald Trump. So and, and unbelievable to me. Anyway, uh, we now getting reports. Boy, they—they are. They are really wanting uh, bad things to happen to Joe. No, I guess you should rephrase that. They don't want him in office anymore. And you know what? I'm okay with that. (laughs) Okay, take care. Have a nice day. You know, as long as we're in Washington, and I know I don't do a lot of political stuff, but there were some stories that really kind of jumped out at me, like AOC, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, the congresswoman person from New York, uh, was asked on one of her i don't know threads i guess she was trying to make threads work and uh they she asked uh what was your she was asked what was your best and worst food service industry stories because you know she was a server before she was a congresswoman i'm sorry a bartender before winning her seat in congress which is just amazing in and of itself and uh so she went off she launched on some tirade uh that said oh gosh there is literally an endless supply here i have some really weird stories one time there was this really rich guy who would come in one week a year and was really addicted to mansplaining Uh, You could just really tell he got satisfaction from it. He'd love to say, ask me a question and include all these little asides to belittle the server and uplift himself. What an amazing way to go through life she has. Uh, so this guy wants her to ask questions and talk, uh, and she thinks that it's to belittle the server and uplift himself. Anyway, if you indulged him, he tipped you like 200 to $300 in a, on a lunch tab every day for a week straight, and then he would just disappear uh, until the next year. Uh, so I guess that was just horrific for her and i wonder if she actually pretended to listen so that she would get the tip huh because that's what you do so i guess this lonely guy that walks into the bar is just horrible and you getting an extra what 1500 bucks that week was just horrible for him to disappear uh you were hoping that maybe he would come back next week instead of being gone for another year I'm sure that you'll be okay though, since you absolutely took the money. It's just amazing to me how uh people see things differently and She's a bartender, and a guy walks in and wants to talk to the bartender because you're nice to him and tips you big money that's because not because he's being nice not because not because he is a uh a guy who may be lonely. Uh, let to come to the bar, spend a little money, have a few drinks and have, uh, you know, have a little conversation and leave a big tip so that, uh, you know, I appreciate you talking to me. Thank you. I'm in town this week and I'm taking care of some business and then I'm gone until next year. So just, you know, we'll talk. No, that's terrible. That was because he, he wanted to belittle the server and uplift himself. That tells you what kind of person AOC is. And it's not a good one. Okay, you know that no one supports zoos more than me or this show. No one supports zoos more. That's a fact. Uh, Chewing the fat and myself, Jeff Fisher, support zoos all over the world. No one supports zoos more than this show or myself. Well, now there seems to be a little bit of a problem at some zoos, uh, in particular the the Toronto Zoo, but there's other zoos that are making this case as well. Um, They want uh, visitors to stop showing gorillas Content on their phones. <laughs> so uh, the the zoo, the Toronto Zoo, is particularly worried about the teenage Nasir who, just like a human whose parents are desperate to get them to touch grass, would do nothing all day but stare at a screen if allowed. Behavioral husbandry supervisor Holly Ross, and who doesn't love behavioral husbandry supervisors uh, like Holly Ross, but this in particular is Holly Ross, told Canadian news outlets that Nassir should be able to just hang out with his brother and be a gorilla rather than tracking which hashtag get ready with me vids are trending. (laughs) Ha! So, uh, please refrain from showing any videos uh or any content that especially the ones that could be upsetting and affect their relationships and behavior with their family so how about how about you just stop showing videos to the gorillas okay for their well-being sure let your kids watch them nobody cares about your kid that's fine but stop showing the gorillas the videos okay i mean it makes me want to go to the zoo and i know i'm i support the zoo but it does make me want to go to the zoo and just start showing the gorilla videos and you know you can you can choose whatever videos you think i'm going to show the gorillas but i think i have a pretty good idea of what i'm going to show them